everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? Good. Doing all right. All right. You want to uh, start this thing off and go over any trade you had closing or uh, opening last week? Yeah. So I had a pretty good week except for Ford. Um, they kind of screwed me, but um, I'll get into that at the end here. Um, so let's see. On Monday, it looks like I think space opened up on Monday, like right when the market opened. I want to say they were down like 4% or something. I was just like, that's a pretty good move down. I bet they bounce from here. I'm going to go sell a put. So I sold the 13 put and I grabbed 33 bucks for it. And they rallied nicely. I want to say they finished above 15. Um, so I went max profit on that. And then on Monday, I also dumped my CFVI shares because I kind of got into that trade hoping they would go to 120 in a day or something, like <laughs> something kind of crazy like DWAC, but it didn't happen. I think they went like 13, around 14, and then they started to sell off really big into the 12s, and I was up like a couple hundred bucks on it. So I was like, man, I'm going to exit this thing because knowing my luck, it's going to go like 211 and then back to where I got in. <laughs> So I dumped it at a nice profit, and they're above 13 right now, so they did kind of bounce back, but um, it just didn't do like what I wanted it to do. So I just kind of got out of it because it's not really my type of trade anyways. Um, and then I sold a 29 put on GDX for January monthly, so that's I think like a gold or gold mining ETF or something. Um, and then I also sold a put on XLE. Right, let me look some of these up, dude, because I don't even, there's so many of these tickers I trade. I don't even know what in the world. Can't always remember what they are. So this is energy. Okay, I think this is an energy sector ETF. Um, so I sold a put on that one. And for the January monthlies, they had the fractional strikes. So I sold the 49.21 put. <laughs> I don't know exactly what the deal was with the fractionals for that month, but yeah, I sold that and uh, I think I'm already up pretty nicely on it. XLE must have rallied a little bit, um, even though there's a ways to go to expiration. And then uh, CHGG Chegg, I think they were having a pretty good move down on Tuesday. So I sold a 25 put. They don't have weeklies, so I ended up having to go December monthly. Um, and I'm up a little bit on that trade, so that's looking pretty good. I think there's trading above 27 still. Um, and then GPS. So Gap. I guess I sold a put on them, a 17 put. Let me see where they... Uh, Kind of where they finished at. Like almost at or exactly 17. Yeah, maybe I rolled that one. I may have rolled that one out. Let me see here. Uh, GPS. Well, I don't see. Oh, yeah, I did a calendar. Yep, so I ended up rolling that because I think it was a couple cents in the money or something. So um, 
I was like, eh, I'll just roll that thing out a week and hopefully they'll rally up a little bit and then I'll get out with max profit on, you know, the, the initial credit and then the roll credit. So yeah, open that up and then ended up rolling that through to the December monthlies. Um, and then I sold a put for January monthlies on XLF and I cannot remember this one, uh, financial sector, I guess, ETF. So I sold a put there and then Ford, this one pissed me off, man, because I sold the 20 and a half call. I think they've been ripping pretty good lately, if I'm not mistaken. Let me pull up their chart really quick, maybe on the daily or something. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they've been on a pretty good tear, a pretty good run. They actually been facing a little bit of consolidation, and I was just like, man, they've been on a, a pretty good rip. They've been consolidating for a while. Like this twenty and a half call seems pretty safe to me. Like they were having trouble getting above that, and it was looking pretty good until Friday. See that freaking stupid candle on Friday? Yup. It's like, <laughs> I wonder if I was like at max profit on Thursday and like didn't even know it <laughs> like that Friday candle so that screwed me I ended up having to buy that thing back for like 95 bucks so yeah that trade kind of didn't go well for me but with all the other puts the weekly puts and stuff I sold I mean I'll be fine but yeah that was an annoying one um, so I'll probably sell another call uh, for the December monthlies because after that kind of a candle like I'm gonna go call side for sure and then um I also sold a 41 put on Kroger because I think they were making a decent move down. Um, and I guess I went max profit on that one because uh, you see here, I don't think they went down that low. Yeah, they're still like 4460. So that was a 41 put. So I went max profit there. And then uh, AT&T, I think I text you about this because last time I looked at AT&T, they were at like 26 and I was like, wow, that's a hell of a deal. And then for whatever reason, I decided to look at them again and I saw they were in the 22s and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go long on this and like do cover calls or something. So I went long when they were at 22.92 and now they're at like 22.85. So they've ticked down a few cents, but I did sell, I think, a call against it, um, the 24 call. So I'm up a little bit on that covered call and then sold another put here. I think this one is like mining or metal or something. You see here, XME. Yeah, metals and mining ETFs. I sold a put on XME. For, that's for January monthlies. Um, and then space must have been making another good move down on thursday because i sold another 15 put and i think my previous 15 put was a roll from the previous week i was just like oh, i'm gonna you know i think they're gonna bounce so i'm gonna roll from last week into this week of 15 puts so i ended up actually having two 15 puts i was short two 15 puts and then space rallied nicely so i kept all that credit went uh, max profit on both of those 15 puts and then for the first time, I sold a put on EWW, which is the Mexico ETF, I believe. Yep. So never traded that one before. I've looked at it, but I've never put a trade on. Um, so I sold a put there. That's for January monthlies. It's a 45 put. And 
looks like I'm dead even on that trade for right now, but I put that on on Friday, so it's not like real no theta decay or anything like that. And then, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me, all my opening and closing trades. Nice. Mine is going to be a very short and sweet. I got one trade on last week, and that was just going along shares of AT&T. So I was telling you about it that I wanted to open an account where I do all my trades so that people could see, you know, I'm this is the trades I'm putting on. You know, this is the P&L from it uh, because I've just seen so many freaking people on the Internet that are just showing their winning trades. And, you know, they've got huge followings. It's like, okay, bro, I, you know, you're not 100 percent on all your trades. Come on. So I figured I open a a new TD account, put a thousand bucks in it. So, you know, I'm just going to show those trades. That's all I'm going to trade off of probably for um, this, the podcast as well, just you know, showing those trades. Uh, and like I said, so that everyone can see, you know, what the PL is. There's no fooling around. I can, you know, every day just show this is every single trade that I have on that, you know, uh, the open, that closed, all that crap. So uh, I went, I didn't do any trades in that account this week because it took time for the money to settle. And then by the time it did settle, we were having in what, in my opinion, is a absolutely ridiculous rally for no reason we shouldn't be at all-time highs right now but we're there and i was like dude i'm not i'm not touching this until i see where this thing is going to settle down because the rally we had going into the end of the week is just absolutely ridiculous like i said so uh in my other account i went long shares of at&t uh like you said it's just cheap as hell right now and they still have a killer dividend for the price so i figured you know might as well do something with the cash over in the other account so that was my super exciting trading week. Nice. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't believe Cause even at 26, I was like, I think it's gonna, it's at a key level, I think on the weekly. And then I was like, it's probably going to test. I don't even know what it was. I'd have to pull. You still there? Yeah, sorry, I think I had it on mute. Um, so yeah, round 26 was the last time I looked at AT&T, and uh, they were right around that uh, support level on the weekly chart, and um, that's why I didn't touch it then, because I was like, well, it's right at that 26 level, and the way it's been getting beat down, it's probably going to fall through. So that's why I didn't touch it at 26, and that's exactly what happened on the daily. But now down in the 22s, it's just like, man, how much cheaper is this thing gonna get so yeah i just figured like especially like you're saying with the dividend i figured it was worth the gamble yeah that's to be honest with you i don't see anything telling me this thing's gonna reverse yet but i did hear news i believe they own they own a crap load of stuff and um i believe they're selling cnn they own i don't know how you know they have all of these uh different companies and uh one of the companies they own owns cnn and some other crap and they're offloading cnn uh selling it to someone i don't remember who it was but i guess it's been losing the money so you know they're kind of cleaning house so hopefully the sale goes through and you know they can actually start making um profits because like 
everyone thinks, oh, AT&T, it's, you know, a cell phone company, but they're way more than that. They own so much crap. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, you know, 22 or 23 bucks I'm in. Yeah, I didn't even know they owned CNN. But, yeah, uh, the last stories or something I heard about their ratings have been terrible. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that they would want to offload them. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, they own um, they own a crap load of stuff, man. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, like you're saying, I don't see anything either on this chart right now that really tells me the bleeding is going to stop. But, um that's like good enough of a discount for me. <laughs> I mean, on the day, on the weekly chart, the RSI is 17. I mean, <laughs> they have not been this low on the RSI. I'm looking at a three year weekly chart. So, I mean, yeah, it's a crazy d- deal right now. Yep. So, yeah, uh, that's the only trades I went on or had on. So hopefully AT&T works out and I'm going to, um, trying to put on just use up that entire thousand bucks in that account putting on trades and it's uh found it's kind of difficult because i was looking at some stuff and certain charts that i was looking at and i was like oh this thing looks like it's about to reverse and then i you know go into the option chain and they only have either 250 wides or five wides and monthlies and i'm like man with a thousand bucks i really don't think i should be doing five wides because you know you get two trades on you lose them both you're just asked out yeah, for sure. Maybe like some one wides or 50 cent wides would be good just to, you know, keep keep the position size small for sure. Yeah, so I'm going to have to set up my scanners a little bit differently to kind of weed that stuff out so I can get this account going. Yeah, for sure. All right, just real quick before we uh, move on to the topic, I just opened up what AT&T owns and just some of the stuff is Turner Broadcasting. Uh, Turner Entertainment, Turner Sports, TBS, Hulu. Uh, they own 10%, I guess, of that. Uh, with a partnership with Comcast and Walt Disney, Nonstop Television, CNN News Group, and the, a bunch of other crap. So, yeah, they um, they own CNN, and I guess they're trying to offload it. So, like I say, hopefully that sale goes through and AT&T pops. Yeah, man, I am ready. All right, so uh, the topic that I wanted to go over today was uh, FDA stocks and kind of more specifically uh, these FDA approval stocks. So did I just say that twice? FDA stocks and FDA approval stocks? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was... Well, it's the same <laughs> thing, right? Ones that are maybe waiting on FDA approval. Yeah, yeah I meant... Pharma stocks and specifically oh, FDA approval yeah, stocks. Pharmaceutical and FDA. Oh, I got you. It's all right, man. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little late. Um, <laughs> so one thing like that I, you know, we see it on the YouTube channel a lot. And, you know, going from the YouTube channel, I'll go and uh, or we both do go see what kind of trending stocks are uh, being talked about so that we can make videos on it. And uh, you go over to these uh, like Weeble or stock twits or something. And you look up these tickers and everyone is just like 99% of everyone is just bullish as can be on whatever stock it is. So, you know, it could be anything. And they're like 90% of the time they're penny stock pharma companies. And the thing that people don't seem to realize is 
just because something gets an FDA approval doesn't mean that the sky is the limit. Like I do you remember what ticker it was that that mean that one person were kind of jawing back and forth? It was Dare, I think, right? And it made a big pump and and somebody came in and commented and they were like, "Well, you know, it's not meaningless the, you know, the FDA approval." And you were like, "Well, yeah, that's not what I mean, but I think Dare is going right back to where it came from." And I want to say it it maybe would have it maybe it went lower. So even though they got FDA approval, yeah, they're down at 199 now. So they pretty much went back almost exactly to where they were at before the FDA approval. So like you're saying, yeah, just because they get FDA approval doesn't mean it's going to go up a thousand percent and stay there. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, FDA approval stocks, they're always super volatile. And uh, one thing that I tell people to go check out if you're interested in FDA approval stocks is uh, biopharmacatalyst.com. And they have a calendar on there and it'll tell you what tickers are about to have some sort of a like phase two or phase three trials. Uh, they've got anything that's about to get approved by, you know, for actual human use. Like they got everything in a calendar so you can see when things are going down. But it's just for me, I stopped since I started trading. I stopped playing most pharma companies because it's just that's so volatile, man. Because, you know, you get an approval and things spike up. And then, like I said, they come right back down because people realize, okay, well, we don't know. Yeah, they got FDA approval, but what are the sales? Like, you know, we don't know. So, you know, they could have an FDA approval not sell any of the product because no one's interested in it or later on down the road, once more people are taking it, it's becomes an issue. And, you know, so I just, I, I don't mess with these uh, penny pharma stocks anymore. Yeah. It's been a while since I traded some, I do, I am still long one of those. Um, it's ticker ENTX and I'm up still pretty good on it. That's why I'm still in the position, but, you know, I would have been very smart when they had that insane explosion to $10 to dump, you know, that's just, yeah, that's what you got to realize on these stocks is like, if something's trading for a dollar and then it goes to 10, most likely that's a good time to sell because it's going to (laughs) come right back down. And as, as you can look, well, I'm on the weekly right now. Let me go back to the daily. But yeah, as you could see on ENTX, they were at about a buck and then they went up to 10 and like that's, I mean, it's like a 900% gain. That's a great time to sell because then they sold off back to three (laughs) and then they were at three for a little bit kind of consolidating and then they exploded to about eight or nine. And that was another opportunity, you know, if you were long and you got in at a good price you know that would have been a good a good position to sell again because look at what they've done since they tried to go up to nine it's been nothing but blood so like i'm still up on the position so i'm still hanging out um and hopefully they do get that uh you know i can't even remember what the last back in june the last story was i don't know if they got full fda FDA approval, but maybe they had good data on one of the phase trials or something. But um, yeah, ENTX is a perfect example. And like I know from experience um, with other tickers too, like exactly what you're saying, like even if they get that approval, that doesn't mean the company has made any money. 
Yeah, and it's you can like ENTX is a perfect example. Like you, it's all news driven. Like if you look at your, the chart, you see these massive spikes, and then you know it sells off to you know almost all the way back down. Massive spike, and I guarantee you pull up the news uh, for those dates, and it's you know phase one started, phase two started, and then it just gets a crap load of volume. And I mean, look at the volume spikes on those days; it's insane. Yep, you're exactly right. Those two peaks were big news days. And um, yeah, the only reason I got into it, because I mean, it was honestly, it's not what I do. It's not my style of trading, kind of like my CFVI thing was just a random thing. But the only reason I got in because it was very small, you know, probably only spent 100 bucks on it or something because it was around a buck. And that's the only reason I, I went into the trade knowing I'm probably going to lose all of this money or I might lose half of it because most of these penny stocks don't pan out. So, I mean, luckily I'm up on this one, you know, a couple hundred percent. Um, you know, I got in at a buck. It's around three bucks. So I'm still up big, but boy, I would have been smart to sell at 10. Yeah, and I'm not like bashing people that play FDA stocks because, you know, you you can see like you go to a uh, biopharmacatalyst.com and you know when the catalysts are coming like you know the dates that they may or may not be getting uh fda approval and so i mean if that's what you're into it's it's got to be exciting but it's just not my my thing anymore i just i like more kind of high probability stuff and for me i honestly believe that any big money knows way before the news is released what the uh what if they got approved or not like i it's, i find it hard to believe that these billion dollar uh company or banks don't have someone that's like oh yeah uh this didn't get approved this time so they're you know either shorting it or something like i don't know just hard for me to believe that news like that they don't have access to uh beforehand especially like they always have the news first anyways, just because the lightning speed that they have, the systems that they have. So even if they get it, you know, a few seconds before you, then you're kind of asked out, like you're going to be in a losing position. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be already too late, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of hoping with the CNTX that something happens. But then again, I know that it was a small amount of capital and I was willing to lose it. Um, but, yeah, this I can't even remember when I bought into this thing. I mean, I'm looking at the daily and I got in around a dollar. So that was very early in the year when I bought in. It's probably in February um, before that crazy run to 10. So, um, yeah, hopefully it works out for me. But I'm also OK with losing that because I didn't, you know, put a ton of money into it um and yeah that's just not really my style of trading either uh to do these types of trades and that's why i don't do them that often because i mean if you look at the chart on entx you have this big explosion it dies off you have this big explosion and it's just kind of bleeding out and um you know there were opportunities to make shorter term profits there and instead i'm just holding and like also what happens a lot of times too is these companies um you know are doing these trials and they're trying to get these approvals and stuff and uh if you're holding these things long term you may also uh face dilution 
especially of course if they don't get the FDA approval and then like they're starting over or they're looking for like a different you know or they want to try to propose some other drug they need funding so if you don't get in you know short term before they get an FDA approval and the FDA approval falls through of course when the approval falls through the share price is going to tank and then how long is it going to take them before they're going to be looking for approval on a different drug or something you know you see a lot of these penny stocks and these pharma stocks have share offerings and yeah it's just really going to kill any kind of a profit you're looking to make yeah that's a really good point uh even penny stocks in general always face you know you could be facing them having another offering because they're going to be delisted so you know you got to do splits they're you know and just diluting the shares it's yeah just penny stocks in general are just just a mess in, in my opinion and i get why people trade them is because they do have these insane rallies that if you get in on time you know you can make a lot of money but you know it's just you got to get in on time don't chase it and have your stops in or else you know it's more than likely coming right back down yeah and it's not like it doesn't happen or it doesn't work out. I mean, a good example that I traded was uh, Moderna. So there was a time when Moderna was trading, I think around 15 bucks or 20 bucks. And I'm pretty sure I sold like a call spread on them. I wanna say the short call was maybe like 25 or something. And they exploded and blew way past it. I think they went up to like 40 or $50. So it's not, well, and that's not really so much a stock like ENTX. It was a little higher priced, um, a little more valuable, but you know, sometimes that does happen where let's just say you bought Moderna when it was like 10 bucks or 15 bucks. And now you look at the price and it's like, man, what a huge explosion, you know? Um, so you can be profitable on those, but I mean, the percentage of that happening is not very high. I mean, if you look at all the penny stocks out there, all the biotech or pharma companies that are out there that are you know, worth a buck, 50 cents, whatever, two bucks, how often do those things pull a Moderna? It's not that often. Yeah, what was that one? I don't know if I ever put on a trade, but I know you had some shares of it. That one that... Um... I don't think it was quite a penny stock, but it was super cheap. And then they came out with the uh, COVID drug. Oh, man, I can't remember. I know I had Cytodyne for a little bit, but I'm pretty sure I got into them as a penny stock because they were only like a buck or two at one point. But was it I know I they were. Know? What was oh, I yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was the one. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I did trade them at one time. I remember, oh man, what was the deal with them? I remember I had like, I want to say like 400 shares at a really cheap price. And then maybe they were, man, I really have to look at my trade history, but I know I missed out on a lot of money because <laughs> I didn't hold them. I think I sold early. Yeah, and you can see on the daily, this may have been last year though. On the daily, they were up at 19 at one point. Let me go to the week. Oh, yeah, look at last year. At one point, they hit almost 34. 
So yeah, I definitely remember at one point I had 400 shares and I want to say I got in at four bucks and then they had that explosion. So yeah, definitely missed out there. Yeah, well, I've left quite a bit of money on the table on, you know, certain stocks, but. Of course, I sell the ones early that I should have held and then, you know, the ones or vice versa. So, you know how it goes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, sometimes these kind of things do happen. But look at INO. If you would have long term held that, wow, that would have hurt because now they're six bucks. So when you see those crazy explosions on these pharma stocks, uh, I mean, it's it's good to take profits most of the time. Yep. All right, man. Uh, Did you have anything you were looking at getting into next week? Well, we're almost to the December monthlies, and um, yeah, I need to put on a few more trades to finish up the January monthlies, and I've kind of ran out of tickers that I normally trade. I'm kind of going away from the higher priced ones, to be honest. I think I talked to you about this because I kind of learned... Uh, from EWZ, and I didn't really realize this, to be honest, but I got into some EWZ positions, I sold some puts, and EWZ has been struggling for a while, and I didn't really realize that I could roll these in-the-money puts, even deep-in-the-money puts on EWZ for nice credits. Like, sometimes I can grab 150 200 bucks, and since it's like an index and I kind of know the normal range that it trades in, um, I kind of realized that I'm okay with rolling that thing every month, even if I got to roll it for like six months, as long as I'm grabbing more credit and that much credit, like whenever EWZ finishes above 34, I'm going to be sitting on a fat amount of cash. Um, you know, I just got to, stick it out so i kind of transitioned away from the higher price stuff like i've been trading um let me see i got some december positions on here but i've been trading like um xlv i know is one it's a healthcare etf i think it trades like 130 bucks or something let me see yeah 134 i had positions on in december for xlk um that thing trades around 175 xbi as well Um, that thing trades around 109, but I kind of realized like whenever those positions go in the money and I don't catch it, like if I'm just not paying attention to the markets and I don't catch it right before it goes in the money and I don't roll it, then I'm pretty much done because we're deep in the money and I don't catch it and roll it in time and it stays deep in the money. Like I'm done. I can't do anything about it and it ends up being a losing trade. But with these lower priced ETFs, if you just sell puts on them, they can go deep in the money and you know, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a losing trade because it's an index. And like at some point, like it's going to recover. So I think I'm going to kind of transition into that, um, into those trades because, um, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool to have the control to, you know, just roll it and, you know, know eventually that once the index recovers, you're going to be good. Kind of like trading, you know, even like the NASDAQ, the Dow, the S&P. We know they have these pretty good dips, um, but eventually they recover. And, you know, if you have a way to roll for a credit, 
then, you know, I don't know. I kind of like like that idea. So I think I'm going to stick to some of these, you know, lower priced ETFs. And um, I think I kind of ran out of those because I've been trading a lot of those higher priced ones. So that's why I kind of got into um, as well the Mexico ETF because it was a little lower priced and I had never traded it. Um, so I need to look through the um, ETFs and find some cheaper ones to trade because, man, I don't have anything on the lower price that I haven't already put on for January. So um, let me see if I can pull something up here. I think I already traded like Japan, which is EWJ. Um, EWY is the South Korea ETF. I think I already put that on. Um, Maybe I'll take a look at like, I don't have EWH on. I don't think I've ever traded this one. This one is a Hong Kong ETF. Yeah, and see that trades for like 23 bucks right now, 24 bucks. So maybe I'll go there. Um, EWG is a Germany ETF. Yeah, that one's like 32 bucks. I think that's a good candidate. Um, also EWS is Singapore. That's at like 22 bucks. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll look at some of those tickers uh, for January. Nice. All right, I got a couple. Uh, first one, I want you to pull up the chart and tell me what you think I'll be, how I'll be trading this. It's C I E N. C I E N. Oh, Sienna. Um, are you gonna sell a call spread? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Ford. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, had. Thanks for yeah. alerting me to that one, because I'm probably going to sell one now, too. <laughs> yeah, and they have weeklies and uh, one wide, so it's, like, right up my alley. Oh, that's yes, perfect. They had, they had good earnings, um, a bunch of price target adjustments. So, you know, that apparently means that they need to be up 20%. So uh, <laughs> I'll definitely go on call side. Yeah, even on the weekly, man, the RSI is, like, 80. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, let me see. Then I had another one I was looking at, and it's uh, ticker ADB. And this one's a kind of weight. Pull it up real quick. Is that Adobe ResCorp ADB? Oh, sorry, ABD. Okay. Couldn't quite pull it. No, is it not this either? Maybe not. I can't look it up. Well, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting names of companies, but then yeah, the chart doesn't pull up. But it'll give me a name like Aco Brands Corp. What the hell did I type in? Well, forget it. We'll, we'll skip that one. Um, <laughs> and I had another one, which is uh, A N E T. I'm looking for that thing to uh, okay actually make a move higher. And test that high. Yeah, it looks like it uh, rejected 120 pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, they did have that insane gap. But, mm. you know, they haven't, they've rallied since they kind of came back down. So, kind of feel comfortable that they're probably going to come and, you know, test that all-time high again. Nice. God, that's pissing me off. I don't remember what the heck I... I don't know why I typed in ABD or ADB. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's uh, all I was looking at. Cool. Yeah, thanks for the heads up uh, on that call spread. I think I'm going to do that as well. 
<laughs> for old. All right, did you have anything else you wanted to go over? Um, nope, that's it. All right. So I'll catch you next time. Cool, man. Catch you later. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos. You can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to WSTrades.com. Thanks again.